Hey everybody, we're going to be trying something new with the podcast. We're going to go in a new little direction. Second start of the right and straight on till the afternoon, or whatever they say at the end of Undiscovered Country. We're going to be doing a couple of episodes where we revisit old Star Trek episodes, much like what we've been doing on the Patreon. And this time, instead of Clay, because Clay hates Star Trek and he doesn't want to do this anymore, we're going to go bring on random guests, and they're going to come in, and they're going to give us their random opinions about old episodes. So... Here, very thematically, we have the game that we're going to be talking about, which is Wesley Crusher returning to the Enterprise in Season 5 of TNG. And uh, thematically appropriate, we're going to bring him back the first guest that the podcast ever had, who's Modi Operandis, who's here to talk about the game. So welcome back, sir. It's been, I had to look this up, Tribunal in DS9 second season was the last time you were on the podcast, which was, can you guess the date? Probably like three, four years ago. Five, at least 2018. So May of 2018. So yep. it's been a long yep. time, surprisingly. But how have you been? been? A long time. How's things? Been good. It's been going great. It's not can't complain. Good. Well, well, thank you for coming back to talk about the game, which you yeah. kind of chose. We we I I offer the guests as 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 insight into how this works that we offer the guests something uh, an episode that they want to choose because. Uh, sometimes people have things that they are very specific about, or they have something to say, and I don't want to stick them with some middling episode. So you uh, you said, well, what are some options? And I listed a couple, and you said, let's go with the game. So why did you choose the game from TNG's fifth Oh, uh, because I know, it's a, I know it's a terrible, famous episode that stick, still sticks in my memory after all these years um, of just being one of the more wild ones that, that for a variety of reasons... Um, so yeah, it was it was it was near and dear to my heart. I kind of enjoy the bad ones more than I do the good ones. Those are more fun to talk about. Yeah, we, we as we've experienced many times. We we did this we did this one first with Sean. Sean uh, Murphy was the first guest on the original recording of the game. So let me give the the information for people who are unfamiliar. The game was the sixth episode of the fifth season. Came out on October twenty eighth, nineteen ninety one. Teleplay goes to Brandon Braga, which is nicely appropriate because we're an enterprise at this point. But this is his first script after joining staff, I believe. Story credit goes to Susan Sackett, Fred Bronson, and Brandon Braga, directed by Corey, T- Corey Allen. In this episode, Wesley Crusher visits the Enterprise only to see everyone behaving strangely on account of an addictive, mind-controlling game. So, it's interesting, too, because of your uh, your online persona is game-related. True. So, True. I, I thought that maybe that was, there was a little bit of subconscious going on there. Is the game... It, it was it was appropriate, because I can talk about the industry more better than anything else. <laughs> so, I was have some <laughs> thoughts about how this, you know, this fits into that. So I was yeah. going to ask you, is this, is what they're doing a game? Does it fit the definition of a game? And I only, I'll ask you that because I couldn't remember anyone ever missing with the disc, which in my opinion would not make it a game, but Riker misses with his first shot. So it is possible to miss, oh, yeah. to miss the disc. So is it, I yeah, guess it fits there's the a definition. fail state. There's a fail state. Yeah, if it's a fail state, there's a, there's a, it's a game then I think. I mean, not necessarily every game has to have a fail state either, like, like uh, Walking Dead or something like that, where it's. You know, there's not any wrong way to play something. This doesn't get you certain outcomes. Yeah. But this does sound like there is not exactly strategy, but there is input you can deliver to it and it'll have an outcome. So I guess that would qualify as a game that you can control. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would call it a game. If he didn't miss, I would say it's not a game because it seems like it's just right. you have to think about what you're doing because um, I'm actually kind of a stickler. I don't consider like visual novels to be games like okay. I, I don't yeah. really like not in a negative sense like this is not a game but it's just like I don't think this is a game technically it's just kind of a thing that I'm going through um so I was 
I was very excited to point out that they're not actually playing a game, but he does he does miss his first <laughs> shots. So, what'd you think of the game? What's your uh, your takeaway? <clears throat> the game as a game, or the game as an episode? Game as an episode, and the game, I guess. Okay, maybe so ties into the, it. the game as an episode is, uh, I mean, it's actually pretty entertaining. It's also very not great, but uh, it is it is a, a fun episode in a lot of ways, and. Um, it it could have been a great episode. I feel like it's it's got a good enough concept that they could have taken it in a further direction and made it something really good. Um, as it turned out, it's 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 so bad it's good kind of thing, but it's it's still pretty bad. It was a script that they'd been kicking around for a couple of years. They couldn't figure out a way to go with it. So, what do you think? What do you think is missing from this one to make it actually a solid? I feel episode? like they could have done something more with the. It was it was kind of um, disjointed how they had the game affect people. So it had the pleasure centers of the mind are being affected, and then it's also implanting this Manchurian candidate thing where you become you do whatever they say to do, and you actually even take agency. I mean, at one point, I mean, Picard is like giving them strategy tips of, oh, we, we can get to, we can get to uh, you know the the academy with this. Um, so he's actually like in it then. But I feel like if they would have gone in a direction of um, just making them mindless zombies, just making them so do like a drug allegory, make it so addictive that it has like withdrawal symptoms that they're that'll make them do anything. And there's a different another ways you could make that work without this, um, you know, kind of not great uh, take over the world um, kind of plan at the end. Yeah, I think my what's interesting is that I, I think I actually liked it better rewatching it this time um i'm not sure it's bad yeah, me too. It, ha- it has a couple things that like work against it um wesley crusher being most prominent reason yeah. i think is like the, is the biggest thing I, I, what i think is the the main reason why it's not considered a very good episode is um there's there's kind of a lack of dynamic action once they figure out what's going on with the game. So I, I think this episode is one mm. of those things where it's like all set up and the setup is pretty cool. And the, the cascading fear of everybody being taken over by the game is kind of interesting. Once it hits that point and there's nothing that can be left to do, it just becomes that chase sequence where Wesley has to get chased through the ship and they eventually catch him and mm. they, they brainwash him or whatever. And they, they, and then they solve the problem, but it doesn't have a, um, I don't feel like it has like a very strong underlying story to it. There's nothing here that really like holds your attention in the fact that it's like, oh, this is kind of interesting what's going on. It's really just a um, very Braga-esque plot over anything else. It's just this like, here's this concept. Mm. Here's this thing that's going to take over, takes over the ship. Where do we go from there? We don't really know. We got 10 minutes and then we're just going to, we're going we're gonna <laughs> to kill the last 10 minutes. So I think it just doesn't have a depth that makes it like rewatchable in in a lot of ways. It's got a kind of a cool concept, but it yeah. doesn't have a um, not that it needs to be inner light or anything, but it ne- it doesn't have a story underneath the sci fi aspect of it, except for one thing right. that I'll get into eventually. But would you agree with that, or you uh, would you think? That yeah, works? I agree. There's there's no allegory to be drawn from this. I mean, that's, maybe if this has been made a few years later, where video games were back in a bigger way, and and now we have mobile games, so it is this addiction that's always with you kind of thing. Um, had the game had the game been written then, it might play differently. I feel like they were purposely trying to avoid the addiction aspects of the game. I don't know exactly why, because they maybe because it wouldn't have made sense for certain characters to 
have a flaw of addiction like that, like to have a weakness that, because I was just thinking about the characters and it doesn't seem like many of them have flaws. I know, I know in the original episode, you guys referred to uh, Wesley as a Mary Sue character, mm. but I'm trying, I was trying to think of like, who isn't on this show? Like who's, who's the flawed character that has demons that they're wrestling with or problems that they brought into them? Like, do do any does anybody or does it seem like this have maybe Worf. like I mean basically that's it like he's the only one that has any kind of like other side to him yeah um, Picard is Picard and Riker is Riker and they they have their quirks but they don't have like problems exactly people were complaining so that kind of, uh, feedback at the time was that it was unbelievable that Picard would try the game exactly yeah I would say that's that's part of the problem that's why it has to be kind of a a story that can't. The, the game can't just be um, this addictive thing that everyone wants to try. Um, and they can't just spread word of mouth virally to everyone that they need to try this because it's so great. It has to be, a, there's sometimes to be some force angle to it where people are intentionally trying to to brainwash people because it wouldn't make sense for Picard to just try a thing, I feel like, you know, and and and, and even, I mean, Riker totally, like that, that was why they yeah. started with him, I'm fairly certain, like he'll try anything. But uh, you know, certain characters, it doesn't make a lot of sense that they would jump into it. Even like Beverly doesn't seem like she'd be like, who's who's dumb enough to like just jump into this? Like Wesley's the only person smart enough to ask questions about trying this weird thing that seems to be, you know, bugging people out. Yeah. It's just how is how is how is uh, Leffler and Wesley the only people that uh, managed to think about it before they try it? Well, well, well I, I have a theory about that. I, I would agree okay. about the Picard before we get to the theory, I would agree about Picard. Picard seems, Picard strikes me as strange, but only if I think about it strange. In the context of the episode, I'm not watching it going like, he would never, he would never do this. Mm. But like, if I sat there and thought about it, I'd be like, how would Riker convince Picard to try this? I do run into the problem of, I don't think he would ever actually try that with Riker. Like, it doesn't seem like something he would do. As you were saying, some of the other characters I do think, like, I think Riker being the starting patient zero of it makes perfect sense because I think that he's mm-hmm. the the charismatic man who's going to push this drug onto other people and make them yeah. make them feel uncomfortable until, until they try it with him. Um, <laughs> and I think that... He's the cool guy. Everybody has to, has to do what the cool guy's doing. I, I do like the fact that it, um, it does feel natural to me that people have to recommend it. It's not like it's an infection that just sort of takes over the ship. It, it kind of comes with this implicit trust that someone you... Someone you trust and know is telling you this thing's kind of cool. Why don't you just try it? And you try it, and apparently one one hit is all you need to fall under its spell. Yeah, I, I thought that it's was like cool. when West recommends a podcast to me. That's right, basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's exactly exactly the same the same principle. I didn't even realize. Uh, I've seen this episode a bunch of times. I didn't realize in the Picard scene when Wesley goes in and tells him about what's going on, unaware that Picard has been captured by the device. It opens with Picard turning around in his chair and you hear the sound effect of the headset hitting at the table behind oh, him. Oh, I didn't pick up on yeah, that. It's, it's kind of neat. So it's not it's not just the reveal at the end when he puts it on and plays it. There's actually a, uh, he takes it off at the very start, but you don't see it and you hear him put it down. Which, and which somehow he didn't notice it was sitting right next to him. Yeah, Wesley's like, well, he just <laughs> had his conversation. Because <laughs> this, Looking at the uh, memory alpha about it, this was apparently just based on literal allegory about video games and video game addictions. Hmm. The people who pitched it were concerned about their kids playing video games um, and thought that that would make a decent script. <laughs> Little did they know like how like bad it would get. Like this is like 
I feel like so, so one of the things I thought about this is that if they had set their sights, if the Qatarians or whatever they are set their sights a little lower than world domination, they could have been like, you know, pop cap games, king games, the jewel blitz way before the fact. If they would have said, you know, we're just going to make a ton of money off of this. We're not going to um, worry about d dominating uh, Starfleet with this. They would have won. They would nothing. They would have just everything would have just gone along with it. And no one would have uh, questioned it at all. They did. They, they aimed a little bit high for, for, them, yeah, for their time. Too high. <laughs> and if they, if they went like slightly less orgasmic, slightly less addictive and not quite world domination, they'd be like Facebook. I mean, it'd be, it's all it would be. Yeah. In the context of the show, it's like, this would be like an ideal Ferengi weapon, I think. You know, mm. it seems it seems like that kind yeah. of thing. It's not it's not something you want to bring attention to, but you'd be fine just being like, yeah, have this thing programmed to just give everybody 50% of what they make and not ask any questions about it and mm. we'll be, we'll be mm -hmm. okay with it. It's, it does seem, especially... They have such um, faith in the technology that only one ship goes to meet the Enterprise and it's really no match for it either. It's just like, yeah, we we, we defeated your plot. We, we know it's good. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Somehow that works out for you. Here's, um, here's my take on this episode, which I looked. I didn't see it anywhere. I don't remember talking about this with Sean, but I'd be surprised if we didn't talk about it with Sean because I don't actually see this game as an allegory or this uh, episode is an allegory for video games, really, in any meaningful sense, outside of some kind of early no. 90s relationship. But what I do see it as is it's really just a sex metaphor. And the way that they yeah. the way that they work it into the plot is that it's kind of like a young so Wesley Crusher, the young male center. Uh, piece of this one who's ever the episode is kind of through his eyes in most of it the episode is kind of about the pressure that a young virgin male feels to lose their virginity in a lot of ways mm -hmm. and I, I don't know if this is like in Bragg's head while he was writing it but so much of the you know Riker gets it on gets the game on Ryza Every mm -hmm. time you try to spread the game you say come to my quarters and I'll show you yeah I'll show you the game after that, Troy describes eating chocolate the same way that oh she God. would enjoy something else <laughs> happening to her. They, there's a, uh, I think Riker asks Wes, uh, he asks uh, Wesley, "Are you here for work or for pleasure?" Like these are all just lines within uh -huh. the script. Yeah, and also Ashley Judd represents a female virgin point of view or I think these two characters are supposed mm -hmm. to be the virgins in it because she has all these rules that are really specific yeah. to not being in a relationship if you branch them out so it says life isn't fair she's an incel when all okay. else fails do it yourself uh-huh okay only count on yourself is the other thing uh -huh. about it I just think it's like I almost, I almost appreciated it more because I don't know if it really has much to say about that but I thought that everything Maybe I'm just reading into it, but like everything seems to revolve around the fact that this is supposed to be a sex allegory going on, which is kind yeah. of crazy for TNG at this point, in my opinion. Right, but he's not willing to cop to that. So he says it's about video games, but it clearly, like, you're onto something there. The, the imagery they use, the writing they use, the fact that they made the B plot be this budding relationship between the two young people that have just met each other and. You know, we get, you know, one of Wesley's few kisses on the show, I'm pretty yeah, sure. I with, think, uh, I think it's the, the only one. Yeah. I mean, maybe only one. Yeah. So, like, it, the, the fact that it's that's the B story here does lend a lot to it being about 
that kind of thing of the the high school who's doing it kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. they feel like they're being chased. Everyone's like, just do it, just get it over with. They're like, I don't, yeah. I don't want, I don't want to do this. This isn't the way. Uh, the other thing it was, um, Wesley basically in this episode walks in on his mother pleasuring herself too, and there's the awkwardness oh around God. that. And also That's, when, yeah, that was something when they when they try to fake out Crusher and Worf when they're trying to pretend that they've been playing the game, they find them in his bedroom playing the game together. You know, yes. they're not like in 10 forward, just hanging out. There's a lot of, um, not yeah. very subtle, not very subtle allegory. It's, it's yeah. It's a very intimate experience playing the game with someone like that. It's just, yeah, it, it's, it was an awkward scene. Like you yeah. did, they, but they were, they were like, okay, we're going to leave now. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that going on. And I feel like maybe he couldn't just come out and say that, maybe. Yeah, maybe he feels bad. Because what's the... Um, writer. Yeah. What was that, the hookup artist? Wasn't that book called The Game? Yes. That was, yeah, yeah. yeah that was I believe that's, called, that's, that's what it's called, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. What was that guy's name? Do you remember that guy's name? Oh, my God. I can't... He's like the magician. Doesn't now. he have like a some kind of... It's like Edge or yeah. something. He's got. He's. I think he's got a single. Yeah, it's something stupid like that. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy who wrote the book is Strauss right. or something like that. He who, mm-hmm. who wrote the book. But to come back to, I, I think that allegory is really very interesting. I don't know what the episode actually says about it. If it says anything right. beyond just like these are two young people who feel like they're being pressured into doing something that they don't want to do, and everyone's kind of hounding them about it. Uh, I think the central problem. Uh, Wesley, we talked about this too, but it's worth just stating again. Wesley Crusher is just not a very compelling character to me. No. You know, he's he's tough to lead an episode. Ever. What would you think about Wesley? No, he has problems. This is probably I went back. So after I watched this, I wanted to go back to Final Mission mm. and um, watch that to see where the relationship left with Picard and 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 how that developed into what it is now based on, cause I just remember him being angry at Wesley early on and now um, where that developed. And I appreciated that part of it. And there were some decent scenes between the two of them. And this is probably the best Wheaton's ever been in the role. I feel like yeah. I mean, to this point. Yeah. So it, it's definitely, but it's, it's, it's better than final mission. Final mission was not good. And then, then this is just a kind of season later. Um, he's got, he's gotten better. It's still not, Super great, especially up against you know very good actors like Ashley Judd and 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 uh, and uh, John, yeah, uh, Stewart. Stewart. But uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, like it's just you know it's it, he's just not good. I don't know. I, I don't know what he can do, but it's not. He should stop doing it. it she should, they shouldn't give him roles like this. Maybe is that what they have to has to happen? Yeah, it, it, he's kind of a he's in a strange spot because it's funny you mentioned Final Mission. Like I. The thing that I was thinking about the interactions between the crew and Wesley is that Wesley, after watching the series the whole way through, never really feels like he's a part of that family in some way. Like, mm-hmm. And so when they bring him back, they write all the other characters as like they throw him a surprise party. You know, everyone's in on this. It's like Wesley Crusher, the captain's making time for this this dingbat to come back and he's going to talk to him and everything like that. He has uh, lunch with him or breakfast. You know, Patrick Stewart talks to uh, Picard talks to him. I just felt that based on what I saw from the show in Wesley leading into that, it feels very script writerly that the characters react mm. to him that way. You know, and I, if if there was a more realistic approach to writing the character, you'd probably be like he was kind of forgettable. I don't think people would really care if he came, if he came back. Yeah, you know, it's a holdover yeah. from the I first mean, season, I guess. You could probably 
do that without going over the top surprise party for Wesley's return. Um, and with, you know, being them warmly greeting him back, of course, but like you could still like skip that whole surprise party sequence. It is actually kind of fun though, but there's a lot of funny moments in it. But uh, the, the scene with the, the tea scene with Picard does actually resonate with where the characters left off each other with in final mission. He, he can see him. He treats him as a colleague basically for the first time mm-hmm. in the, uh, the tease, the tea scene. Um, where he's been a surrogate father for a while. Uh, now it's kind of, he's, you know, the kid coming home from college and he's kind of, you're finally a man. We can have this talk kind of thing. We could just kind of talk about the old days with each other. And I could talk about my lost loves and that kind of thing. Like he's, he's he's being seen as a colleague because they've been through a lot in the final mission. Yeah. So I think, I think that's kind of, I like, I liked that he was kind of a colleague relationship there at the end. So that, that could scene could stay in. And then he just kind of like, don't, do the whole like everyone's so glad to see him back kind of thing. Yeah, but it's like oh hey you're back. Yeah, he, how's it going? Like without surprise party and dwarf making a cake. Yeah, or what his Tarkanian pound cake. <laughs> his, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that scene because his his delivery makes uh, Frakes break in that. Frakes starts laughing. At his <laughs> it's delivery. a really yeah, good. It's delivery. a very good delivery. It's very funny. Um, Tarkanian pound cake. Uh, yeah, I never. It's funny. I like in some ways, even compared to someone like Yar, who I think is more vital to the series as a whole, I never really feel mm-hmm. like Wesley is that important, even though Wesley's probably more prominent than Yar in the first season and into the second, and he's around for longer and he's got more episodes. But he's never a character that he clearly never fit into any kind of role that they would want to do and like keep him as a mainstay of the show. They tried to make him an acting ensign. And then he just basically towards the end of his run became a returning, uh, helmsman character that they would later just shuffle through random characters. He would, he wouldn't add anything to the show. He would just be in those scenes saying those lines that those characters would say. For just in case they needed a young person for an episode for some reason. Yeah, for Basically. whatever whatever reason that would be, which is in TNG's world is not always very necessary. So him coming back, it does feel, I mean, it's Mary Sueish, I suppose, in the fact that it's like the creator returning to the series and everyone's very mm. happy to see them and the tropes of the show are that you're supposed to accept that and just kind of go along with it. But right. he's... He's a boring character who's boringly <laughs> portrayed by Wheaton and in general. Yeah, yeah. And it's just that he never got, maybe he never got a script to do anything with, but I don't think the game is certainly not a script that shows off his capabilities. I think he actually flounders I mean, a few times. He had a chance to show his acting chops in final mission. There was a plenty of scenes. He could have actually done something with there. I feel like I feel like he was and okay at the end when Picard gets like crushed yeah. by the rock or whatever happens to him. And yeah, yeah that, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like he would, he did pretty good there. He didn't do great. And, and, but that was where he could actually show off his acting chops. That was his chance. Yeah. And it, 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 after that, it's like, okay, well he can, you know, he's just here now. Um, yeah, I feel like they could have focused instead of, maybe focus on the the relationships he did have because he does have a relationship with data he does have a relationship with Jordy and picard so they could have just focused on those more so than making you know everyone so excited to to see him back um where he's got to have a little you know little thing with everybody it, it, it's there are people that liked him on the ship i assume so yeah. <laughs> i mean Jordy definitely did and and data definitely did yes. so you know they could have done more with those kind of interactions and they did a little bit of that with data and and wesley in the the hallway talking um about their school days and stuff how would you think of data's usage here and 
did they explain how data was fixed? Did I just blank out at that? Yeah, yeah, it happened off camera. Um, Wesley says like he fixed, he repaired the neural network or whatever, and uh, positron or whatever, and then um, then he was just buying time as well. Basically, what he said to so so that. Uh, so that data could find his strobe light is what happened, I think. So, he, so that's, he's aware that data is up and operational? Yes. Okay. Yes. He he mentions that he fixed him. It, it kind of is a lazy reveal at the end, I guess. Okay. That, that, okay, we have we have our data six machina again. We got data back. And they don't really ever show that happening. And there's no... Um, there's a lot, honestly, that there's a lot in this episode that happens off camera, I feel like. There's a, like, you know... We have to make a lot of assumptions with Picard and Jordy and everybody's like all of a sudden just everybody on the ship's converted. Like yeah. it it doesn't it have a whole lot of explanation for how that could happen um, without anybody raising any questions. So there's and then that leads into, you know, Wesley basically setting up the finale off camera. Yeah. So, you know, we just see him running for some reason and 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 trying to go down to engineering for some reason, but never really explained what he was doing down there, why he was there and what he was trying to accomplish by doing so okay. until we get the end reveal of that. That he's just killing time, waiting for data to yeah, come up Yeah, he's just buying his... time for data to find a strobe light. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I, th- that's not particularly interesting or neat. Uh, what I did like, yeah. uh, on a scripting level, I did like how efficient the rollout of the game was to people. Like, you see Riker uh, get absorbed, and then he, I think the first person he offers it to is Jordy, who actually refuses it. Interestingly, so yes, there's like he's too busy. Yeah, yeah there yeah. are setbacks along the way. He offers it to Deanna, and somehow Crusher gets involved. And then I just think that it's it's kind of a neat scripting and plotting, where after all of those conversations from Riker, when they set up data for it to be deactivated as they try to trick him, the three people that come into the room and lock down sickbay are the three that you've seen at that point. So you mm-hmm. you do get this nice sense of there's like a conspiracy building, even though you don't at that point yeah. know what's going on, but you're like, oh, it's all those characters again. Yeah, You might be kind of stupid if you don't realize it's the game that's doing it, but it, it was just, it was a clean exactly. plot. It was a clean um, use of character and scenes and stuff to ex- establish what's going on. Yeah, it's a little unclear like how quickly you get addicted to this thing and before you start getting your just your mind scooped out and they just fill in their own mm-hmm. agenda because I mean it seemed like they went from Beverly trying the game to basically killing data you know in 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 minutes basically yeah. um it's it's I don't know how many times you have to play what level you need to get to before you uh buy into the whole system. Yeah. But it seems like that one woman on the elevator was like I'm level 47. Um, and she's really into it. So he hasn't really, doesn't seem she's like he's doing any work or anything like that. So she's not at the level yet of, uh, the takeover, um, that she hasn't reached the takeover level yet, but I don't know how much you have to play it to get to that point. I need to see the, the CGI render of level 47 because level two is two yeah, discs. I mean, that sounds crazy. Point, so I, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, and then it was three. Yeah. So I think <laughs> it just levels up like that. And 47 actually sounds pretty, uh, tough. Oh, I wanted to mention this too. Um, I was curious if anybody had made the game like in real life. And I did find someone who had made it for the Microsoft uh, Hollow Lens. Oh, really? They made the actual game and he made it so that it's controllable. So that's their augmented reality, like visor thing. Yeah. Um, and he made it so it's actually controllable with your relaxation. So he has a little sensor hooked up to like a heartbeat sensor yeah. thing and you basically squeeze it and it monitors your heartbeat at that given moment and it completes the disc in or doesn't based on how much you're, you know, 
stressed or not oh, interesting. stressed. It's like a meditation um, trainer. It was very simple. Yeah. yeah, it's just a very simple thing, but it was cool that he, he took it that far. He didn't quite install the orgasm thing into it, but yeah. he's <laughs> still working on that. And then a robot hand pops down and gives you a hand job, and you're like, all right, this is, this yeah, is the right. game. Yeah, it's... it's, <laughs> it's that's interesting. Totally makes sense. Um, it would be one of those weird novelty games where I would play for like three seconds and be like, okay, that's exactly what I... What I that's neat. Yeah, I'm done now. I'm move on. Um, the good, great thing I bought this HoloLens, which cost me so much money to try this stupid thing for five seconds and stuff. I guess that's the... Uh, that's the from a game design point of view, you want to deliver the maximum amount of dopamine with the least amount of work, right? Like that's how you exactly. that's how you make a successful game. You just have pull the lever and get three apples in a row and you win. Yeah. Um yep. Yep. the other the other thing about the sex metaphor is I like when uh when Wesley and Loeffler start realizing that something's gone wrong and they start to like analyze the machine. So it's it's very much a clinical breakdown of like, this gives them pleasure. No wonder they like playing this game. It makes you stupid in pursuit of the pleasure. It's like, wow, what a what a metaphor. It this. makes you lose all reason. Oh my god, yeah. It's just don't make any decisions before playing the game or something like that. Oh my yeah, god. it's it's I, I I don't think it's I don't I don't know. I was just surprised on the memory alpha that no one went to that point or brings it up and that Braga doesn't bring it up or anything like that. And maybe it is because he was too young and it's too long ago and he wasn't really aware. Maybe this is all subconscious because he would have been young 20s he that, didn't even realize yeah, he would, he would, he would he have been young at that point young as wesley or whatever maybe not as young as wesley but young for uh a writer for the show i don't know uh-huh. it's it's strange um anything else about this one the flashlight solution um, how, do, how do you feel about the solution yeah. to the problem I mean, it's a typical data shows up to save the day solution that happens way too frequently because they knew that ahead of time that's why they shut him down so um I mean, it's it is what it is. It's not it's not great, and, you know. I they have they would have to invent something like that, and it, it it could really only resolve one way. So you know, it it was predictable, and I mean, he, I guess he tried to make it seem out of nowhere because uh, he had data taken out early on, and didn't they didn't really address him coming back until like the you know twist ending that he's always back. I mean, it's just you know, okay, well that was always going to happen because that's the only thing you can do. Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a weakness of the lack of any story in the underbelly. Like the solution is just as techno babbly as the game itself because there's yeah. nothing, there's no character work to resolve or no like um, character based drama conflict going on. Yeah. My, my major problem with it is it's kind of like when, when data enters the bridge and he does the thing, I think it's fine, but he does it to literally every person and it goes on for too long. Like if you just flash the light and everyone in the room was affected by it, I'd be like, this is okay. But he, you know, he shines it at Riker. Then he shines it at Picard. Then he shines it at Worf. Then he shines it at Crusher. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is, it's a little bit silly the longer you see it. And then two seconds later, he says how he programmed other ships yeah. that may have been affected with lights, <laughs> the same lights for all the monitors. Yeah. And he programmed all the lights around the, the, the building or the round, around the, the ship to uh, flash the same, same uh, frequencies and that would have cured most of the people also. So, like, why didn't you just do that in yeah, the first place? The first you could have done it on the bridge. Yeah. I mean, they're watching the screen, literally watching the screen. It wouldn't have been as dramatic I don't to know. have him stride in there with, yeah, his, guess so. with his handheld flashlight, just blast people right in the eyes with it. Do they, um, yeah. I'm having trouble remembering. Did they remember what they did? They do, right? Picard isn't like, what yes, the hell's going on? He remembers everything. No, they had full memory of what everything they did. Hmm. 
which is, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't really explain exactly. I, I keep calling it brainwashing or Manchurian candidate. I don't exactly know. You know, they never really explained what is actually happening to them, why they buy in to it uh, so hard, wholeheartedly. Picard is willing to propose strategies to help out the the aliens. Um, it's just, it's, it's uneven as far as how it affects people. Yeah. And how much they're buying into it and how much they're willing to participate in this, you know, takeover plan. I was curious because we watch a lot of Braga scripts in Enterprise now, which I know you haven't been. Wa- Have you seen Enterprise at all? No, no. I haven't watched any of Enterprise yeah, yet. Yeah, don't, don't watch Enterprise. But um, yeah, all right. the, the thing about it is that I feel that younger Braga had a better grasp on what he wanted to write and i guess he just had been burnt out by that point but like i I, he definitely has a kind of hollowness to his scripts he's not a great character writer he doesn't tend to really enjoy Mm. doing character work he's very focused on uh high concept type ideas like this Mm -hmm. and i think i I don't think he wrote conundrum and stuff, but I think conundrum's a better version of this story conundrum's the one where they all get brainwashed and there's a a new commander on the ship that no one recognizes. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a very good episode that has the same kind mm-hmm. of like memory loss, what the hell's going on concept uh, behind it. But um, that one at least has a. What that one has that this one doesn't have is that there's that underlying like TikTok pressure uh, of, you know, the Enterprise is going to this place to destroy these innocent aliens because they think that they're the enemy. Mm. And how will they resolve that before anything goes wrong here? It's much more abstract about we're going to take over Starfleet as soon as we get a shuttle to go fly there. And it's like, yeah, that that doesn't really work for okay. me. It's too big. Yeah, yeah, they they aim too high for sure. And they, it 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 would have been, um, you know, they they revealed that there's something going on, something, you know, bad about this game from the first three scenes. Um, when when as soon as Beverly takes out Data, they could have brought in. Um, they could have done the same exact thing as Conundrum and brought in that alien woman back in. And then you're like, oh, well, she's clearly doing something. You can just kind of see how it get, let, yeah. they let her take over, maybe. And that would make it a little more personal because um, you can see it firsthand. It doesn't just get revealed at the end um, as far as the takeover, maybe. And, and no one's asking any questions about this. Everybody vouches for her. Like, it, it'd be similar to the Conundrum in that way. But it might have worked better um, if you were concerned with character more so, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, they, and you're stuck with Wesley either way. I suppose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess, as the Dan said. Um, I think that's it for the game, which is an interesting episode. I can't remember what I gave it the first time. I would guess I gave this a three out of five. I think that seems seems like a good seems three. Right for me. Um, why yeah. don't you tell me what you thought about it? I'm actually going to look up what I gave it the first time around. What are you going to give it on our scale of one to I, five? I would give it a three. It's not. Uh, it's not a terrible episode um the concept is really cool and it is just lacking the typical tng stuff of internal conflicts flawed people and you know without those things you it's hard to have any kind of character development and and conflict there so it is it is it is a tng episode and it is a a, an interesting tng episode so i'll give it a three i gave it a two originally um, oh. if I were to guess my rationale would just be the, the slightly, just the lack of a core to it. But like I, I, looking back on it now, I think I would revise it just because I see the sex metaphor as the intent. I, I have, it's, it's mm-hmm. so, there's so much of it that I have a hard time not seeing that as the intent of the episode. And if that's the case, 
that actually provides character development for Wesley. That's a <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. It is his journey. Yeah, then. that's his journey. The episode never comments on it, and it's never made explicit that that's what it is. Even though literally every line of dialogue in this has some sort of uh, double entendre <laughs> behind it, that you'd be yeah. like, "There's a, this a lot of weird sex metaphors going on." So. I'd revise this. I like this better than a two. I think I would give this one a three. It's not great. It's not above average, I don't think. But it maybe even just coming from Enterprise where no episode is about anything. This one feels like there is potential (laughs) for it to be about something at at, at its core. But even if it's not intentional, it's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting for sure. That's it. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Modi, thanks for coming on to talk about the game. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to go over here and put this headset on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, it just got mailed to me. I don't know what it's about, so I'm just gonna try it out. And now you've you've cons- you've consigned me to uh, three hours of After Effects work to make the little eye beam shoot into your eyes. And just be like, <laughs> all right, that's that's good. That's done. I mean, it'd be good po- uh, technology to develop your podcast for sure if you can get that going. I know. Yeah, forget a uh, word of mouth. Just eye vision is the way the way of the future. Yeah. Do you have a VR Absolutely. headset for any of the games? Not yet. I've been looking into them, but the the one I wanted to get is the Oculus, and I don't really like Facebook too much, so okay. uh, it's a it's a quandary. Yeah, I've never I've never tried any of them, and um, like the uh, the I guess the one that would be most obvious we would get the PlayStation VR, but yeah, I might do that yeah. too. That might be a good way to go. It's a little more expensive, and it needs the PlayStation, but I have I have that going, so maybe. yeah, it's a little bit easier. Have you tried? I've never even tried any of them. My friend who has, I've never I've it, never. I've done it like maybe like once okay. before and I never really got to play anything interesting on it yet. So, yeah, but I know I'm, I'm sure I'll fall in love with it as soon as I try it out. Yeah. It's weird. It's because like the, the game that I get the most raves about doing would be like Tetris effect, which is, which I can understand mm-hmm. because I own Tetris effect, not a VR and I could play it. I'd be like, okay, I can understand why you would want to play this in VR. But it's funny that, uh, the new tech goes back to like the Soviet style, <laughs> the Soviet style game. It's <laughs> like, well, we'll just go back yeah, to right? 1975 or whatever and, and move on from there. Yeah. Uh, I really wanted to try out uh, Beat Saber. That looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, just swinging swords, and it seems like a nice workout too. So maybe I can pitch that to my wife. As a, <laughs> oh, I'm going to do this to join a gym. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of the games are like swing things around or pick stuff up and put it down and things like that. Yeah. Which, which makes sense. I heard it's a pretty good workout though. Yeah, so, yeah. Just get keep, keep that heart rate up. Start running around like mm-hmm. Wesley Crusher in this episode. So that's it. We'll, we'll both bounce. give it threes. I'll revise mine to a three. I won't change the actual rating, but in my heart of hearts, I know that this is now a three and the website is out of date. That's it for the game. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you very much for supporting the show. You can support the show at patreon.com slash the If uh, we'll have more of these coming, Modi, you're going to be the first one out because you had your uh, you had your S together and we were able to get the, the day and time worked out. You'll be the first one of these. Let us know what you guys think about this. Glad to be the pioneer again. That's right. Welcome back to the show and all that. And uh, let us know, guys, if there's anybody who'd be a good choice for this thing to do, to revisit these old episodes, anybody's opinion that you think is out there that would want to try these things out. Modi can come back at a relatively soon day, too, because I don't think we have we don't have too much of a Rolodex at this point that I'm like, oh, I have a million people to get through. So anything you want to say about where people can find you online? Uh, Modi Operandus on YouTube. I stream and do uh, indie game videos. So you can probably find me there. Google search it. I'll put a link in the video description too. And if people are on YouTube, thank you. Easy enough to find. Um, can you tag somebody? You can tag in the titles. You yeah. can. You can add. You can add them in the title, and it'll tag. Never them. done that, oh. but I guess I, I might as well. I never use the hashtags either. Yeah. I used to, but it seems like too much work. 
Fuck you, hashtag. It doesn't do a whole doesn't lot. Do it. No, I don't think, I've, never, I've never searched on YouTube by a hashtag. All right, that's it, guys. Thank you very much for listening to our conversation about the game. We'll see you later.